Welcome to the VRMA Arrival Podcast. I'm Alexa Schlosser, editor of VRMA's publications. I'm excited today to talk with Doug Kennedy, president of Kennedy Training Network. He's presenting a workshop at this year's VRMA International Conference. So we wanted to catch up with him to get a sneak peek. Thanks for listening. Well, hi, Doug. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, first, I wanted to see if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell me a little bit about Kennedy Training Network. Absolutely, Alexa. Yes. So, of course, many of them may know me, but what makes me excited with a podcast like this, a lot of people don't. So we're always growing and expanding VRMA. I'm Doug Kennedy, and obviously our company is Kennedy Training Network. We're based down here in Miami. We do training worldwide. About half of our clients are in the vacation rental space or some STR, short-term rental. And the other half is lodging, everything from hotel brands to large resorts. I trained the world's largest hotel, the Venetian Las Vegas, to very small mom and pop inns and about everything in between. Awesome. So yeah, we can, uh, why don't we jump right in? I, so main reasons that I wanted to chat with you today is you're presenting a breakout session at the VRMA International Conference. You could uh, tell me a little bit about the subject of that session and why it's, I think it's important. I would love to talk about that session. I, I'm really excited about this one. I want to also mention we're doing our pre-conference boot camp again for, I think, the sixth year in a row. And this year, we're going to target it truly as a boot camp for those new VRMA members. So if you're watching this for the first time, I know Vegas is an exciting venue. But if you want to give up a few hours Sunday afternoon, come and see us. And then on Monday, I'm going to be presenting a, a session that I'm designed just for this conference. And it's called How to Outperform the Gigantic Brand That Just Bought Your Local Competitor. That's awesome. So obviously with that topic, there's a, there's a lot to get into. What can you kind of tell us about what you will be specifically discussing? Well, we'll see who turns out in the room, but I have a feeling I kind of have my target audience in mind. And it's the people that really care about their business, that are really engaged in their business long term. We have a lot of people. Let me just back up a little here, Alexa. You know, there's a lot of people aging out of this industry. My first VRMA conference I spoke at was 1996. And interestingly, a lot of the people that came then were the children of people who started the business and now their kids took over. And a lot of them even are aging out of this business. But at the same time, you know, well-funded startups, and now they're not really startups anymore, are trying to gobble up the vacation rental companies. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's why this is a big topic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with that topic, and I guess in general, what, you know, this year has been, you know, we've been kind of coming out of the pandemic. There's, you know, the ch- pandemic brought its own challenges to everybody. Yeah. What what do you kind of see as the biggest challenges now facing property managers and, and kind of into the near future? Well, going back to this ties into the previous segment there, why I chose this course What's happening, in in my opinion, is a lot of these startup companies, well, it's become the biggest challenge to answer the second part of your question, because Mm -hmm. we have big money coming into this business. And these startups, whoever's behind them, you know, they've gone out there and they've opened their eyes to like, wow, there's this thing called a vacation rental industry. And there's actually companies that do this. It's not just individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And so they have gone out to investors and they've sold them that this is a new segment. It's kind of funny because some of them actually say in their perspectives that it's a new segment. I, I feel like saying, uh, yeah, well, you should meet some of the people that have been in this business, you know, a very long time. 
Emerald Isle, founded, I think, in the 1962, to be specific. I think Twitty goes back even earlier. These are long-term businesses, and so they've been sold. The investors have been sold on the idea that this is new. Quite frankly, I think they've been sold on this idea that, oh, these are local yokels. They're not that smart. They're not that sophisticated. We're going to swoop in, right, and show them how this is done. So, you know, what they don't get is they don't understand a couple of things. One, homeowners, many of them are emotionally tied, emotionally invested in their properties. Mm -hmm. You know, and now if you own a condo at the beach and it's on the 20th floor and it looks like just like the one on the 19th floor, or the 21st floor in the corner, you're probably not emotionally invested as much. Some of them may be. But if you own a beach house, you know, when you go to stay in these, there's a a lot of them have a book for people to sign in. You know, they I see some of them decorate for the holidays. I mean, they really care. And so they don't understand that this primarily this business is all about the homeowners <laughs> and right. those homeowners want to have that contact person. So I think that is, you know, what's going on with these. Now, your other question was about what the challenge is right now. Yeah. Or like, what do you yeah, what do you see coming down the pike in terms of what will be the new big things that people will be worrying about? Right now, I'll tell you what I think the big thing is. We had a huge turnover in inventory of mm -hmm. ownership. So what happened was a lot of people, you know, when the pandemic hit, we all know this, listeners know this, some people moved into their beach house, but a lot of them sold. I, as many right. as a third, and a lot of my clients have had about a third of their inventory shipped. So what happened? Prices went up, new owner swoops in, buys this property at a much higher price, therefore carrying a higher mortgage, and then they come into this the first two years, they're making a ton of money because, mm -hmm. you know, summer season extended into fall, winter season started early, you know, and shoulder season didn't exist anymore in a lot of places. So they're getting huge, you know, owner checks and now it's going to get back to normal, you know. So um, we've been able to drive price as an industry. A lot of new data has come out in the last few years. People or uh, companies are better at managing that. So owners now have gotten spoiled. They come into this. And even the ones who have been with us a long time have gotten spoiled, too. Maybe they took out a second mortgage, you know, mm -hmm. and they're, they're getting used to those big checks. So now we're going to have a correction. Um, also, there's a lot of people that rush into this space, you know, the small operator that buys five, 10 properties, starts running them out in non-traditional resort areas. So in residential communities, and they've been making a killing. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, going to be a major correction. That's the challenge I see coming up. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess sort of along those lines, what are the maybe more positive trends or just interesting things that you're noticing um, either, you know, th through this summer or what that you see coming down the pike in the, you know, the next few seasons one some of the positive well more and more people are discovering this niche of lodging and they're appreciating now the value of having the extra space and they finally realized there's this thing called a vacation rental that you don't have to stay in a traditional hotel and so we've created a lot of awareness the problem that we have is an identity problem mm -hmm. i don't know if you talk to people when you tell them you're, you know, working with the vacation rental manager, and it's hard to explain, like, what is this? Sure. And I say, oh, it's like, you know, companies that manage and rent out homes. And the first question I get, oh, is that like timeshare? <laughs> it's not at all like timeshare. Timeshare is interval ownership, right? And then 
So then I have to say, well, it's kind of like Airbnb or VRBO, but there's these companies that are really good at managing these. Mm -hmm. So the biggest opportunity is to, I think, educate the general public. And this is something I think we're not doing well as an industry. Educate the public. What is a managed vacation rental? Mm -hmm. Because what the fear people have of the general public a lot of times going into here is, It's unpredictable. They hear horror stories about, in fact, I was just watching a movie not long ago about, there's a new movie too, about somebody rents a cabin for the weekend and they Mm -hmm. show up and there's already people there and it turns into a whole creepy situation. Or that there's going to be the fire, fire alarm has a webcam over the king size bed, you know. But um, when we talk about, and cleanliness, which is huge. So we as an industry, I think, need to do a better job of capitalizing on this awareness of what mm-hmm. is a vacation rental to make a bigger awareness of what is a managed vacation right. rental, professionally managed, not, you know, Joe Schmo bought a condo and has some local person cleaning it along with 10 other condos. Right. For these for new newer industries like this, where it's like, you need to create that professionalism in order to like yeah. differentiate yourselves from the the people that are just trying to think that they can just come in and do it without any standards. You know, obviously yeah. that's a big reason VRMA exists, right. Is to, to help promote that professionalism and really create those standards. And it helps with advocacy too, you know, cause we're seeing, yeah. you know, so many things happen locally and how we can be involved there to like really share and explain who we are, what we do and, and why we're not scary. It is tying right back into advocacy because, you know, the people giving this industry a bad rap, I think, is the individual owner who rents out their house. There was recently uh, this spring down here, a house in Fort Lauderdale area, and it was top story on the evening news. Actually, I think it made national news. A bunch of West Point cadets came down here and they, I guess they probably bought what they thought was some weed or something, had fentanyl in it. Mm. And so they're partying, and it was all in a vacation rental house right. in the middle of a traditional residential neighborhood. They show a picture of this house, and these cadets, they, I think, thank goodness, they all survived, but they're all come running out of the house and, you know, passing out on the lawn. Mm-hmm. That's what we don't want. I don't see a professional management company, you know, first of all, who would buy that house in a long-term <laughs> residential neighborhood? There mm-hmm. are some people doing that. I just saw in Hollywood, Florida, 30% of the traditional residential homes are now vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but a lot of those are people that are new to this business, buying a house, putting it up as a short-term rental in a neighborhood that is not a vacation destination. Mm-hmm. They're not managing it like professionals are. They're not screening applicants you know, the larger houses, the biggest thing at a lot of our recent conferences for VRMA has been, you know, pre-screening your guests when you're renting out a large luxury home to make sure it's not a party house. They're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, everybody gets up in arms, calls their local commissioner. Then we have all of a sudden an issue that is going to restrict all vacation rentals, including right. those professionally managed. So well, yes, it ties back in. Yeah, it's always those big, dramatic, um, theatrical even stories like the West Point yeah. Cadets on the lawn that really stick in the minds of people, too. So Absolutely. Not helpful, ultimately. Like a creepy rental that has, uh, you know, the camera in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess um, kind of pivoting a little bit, what what's sort of the biggest piece of advice you'd give vacation rental managers as they, you know, head into 2023? Okay, so I love tech. 
And I think tech is fantastic. And I've been an early adopter. You know, I'm the tail end of the baby boom generation, uh, mm-hmm. which runs through 1964 birth years. Uh, not that I believe in this whole uh, myth of generations, which we can talk <laughs> about. maybe I will talk about that in a minute. But what we love tech and companies love should embrace technology. However, embrace technology in a way it keeps people in the process. You know, people, my big advice for 2023, remember, people are your superpower. Mm. And if you're a professionally managed company, management company, you have people. Okay. And going back to where we started, those well-funded startups, they all want to get rid of all the people, you know, Mm -hmm. and make them all contractors and centralize everything in, you know, a central customer contact center, which really try getting some of those companies on the phone. Mm-hmm. But look, we're actually doing a mystery shopping project for a major short-term rental company that asks us to reach out and send pre-arrival, pre-booking questions, mm-hmm. pre-arrival questions to some of the top high-growth national brands. Mm-hmm. It took our people a very long time to even figure out how to get a message. Oh, really? The bigger the company, the slower they are to respond. They have great tech, and that's what they talk about. And, you know, some of these are public now and they're going on their quarterly uh, shareholders calls. They're talking about we got the best tech. OK, great. Have the best tech, mm-hmm. but make people center to that tech. So let's go back and talk about owners. The owner loves their home, right? The national brand, they probably have a digital, the greatest owner app. So the owner is <laughs> through an app, right? But you have people if you're a local company. When your maintenance person, when she goes to that house, have her take her camera phone and just do a short video. You know, I love Vidyard, BombBomb, all these apps. You should record a short message. Hey, Alexa, it's Doug. I'm here in your kitchen and, you know, (laughs) dishwasher's in. Hey, everything looks great. And click send. Right. And send it to that person. They're going to go, wow, Doug's in my kitchen, right? (laughs) And it's the same Doug that always sends me a message. There's so many ways. And that's on the owner side. On the guest side, don't hide your phone number. Put up there, call, in-house, uh, call local area specialists. You know, make it easy to email you. Um, make it easy to contact you. Embrace chat if you're staffed for it. Respond when people send you a question in-app platform, okay, like, some people who distribute on Airbnb, people send questions. Do you just answer the question? Hi, can we park how many cars? Three. Or do you say, hey, Alexa, great to hear from you. We would love to host you. Absolutely. You could park up to three vehicles. Mm-hmm. People are the superpower. That's what I recommend for 2023. Look at how many sessions you go to at VRMA that are related to technology. And look at how many you go to that are related to people skills. Mm-hmm. Make sure they balance. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because, I mean, you can have the highest tech solutions, but if you don't have the customer service and people don't want to don't want to work with you, then you don't have any business and you could have, you know. Just be, be at the center of both. And this, man, just, do you mind if I talk about the millennial? No, go ahead. Okay, you might even be a millennial. I am a millennial, yeah. Not to judge. <laughs> this millennial myth has been so oversold. I have been going to five, seven years now conferences, and here's the typical speaker. 
well, you know, millennials are taking over. Now it's Gen Z. Right. I have two Gen Z kids. My daughter is going on 25. She's the first Gen Z, 1997. Gen Z, millennials, like they grew up with an iPhone and they're the best at <laughs> tech and they hate people. They have no personalities. Uh-huh. Everyone. So you got to automate, right? Don't believe it. <laughs> I just did training Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday for a company called Ennis Moore, mm-hmm. formerly known as SBE. You never heard of that brand, right? Because no. all their hotels are hipster local branded hotels. They're part of a core hotels, which is the second largest hotel company in the world based in France. Mm-hmm. Hotels in South Beach, Miami, LA. Their average guest is 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And they're for a girl's trip, bachelor party, 30th birthday, right? 40% of their leisure business is booked by phone. So there goes your millennial myth. Yeah. You know, I think it's the higher the rate, the more important the stake, the more emotionally invested they are in their travel plans, the more likely they are to call. Okay. Yeah. So have the best tech for people of all ages, but have the people very close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. And I think, you know, I am a millennial and I think I probably would call. I'd probably call. <laughs> and, you know, my daughter, who's the the, the Gen Z, mm-hmm. prefers, where possible, the human touch. Yeah. There's a whole tech backlash thing going. Uh, by the way, the, the millennial term came from, all this came from the book Generations, the Strauss-Howe generational theory that started labeling the baby boomers, you know, mm-hmm. Gen X. To me, this is like a horoscope. I'm a Gemini, and right. I'm a description of a Gemini. I'm like, that is so me, totally. right? Does that mean like everybody born in a 30-day period is exactly the same? No, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, it's more about human nature and what people are looking for, right? And that's yeah. crosses generations. And, you know, I'm all over tech. In fact, baby boomers, you know, we grew up with tech. We're the ones that had our first you know, Apple computer. We had to figure things out in DOS. I mean, it was a hard world. We had to like program. Now you just plug something in and it self-installs. We had to like install stuff. And, you know, so we're pretty good at tech too. Mm -hmm. And if I'm just staying one night at a hotel near the airport, I'm booking online. If it's a vacation, if I'm bringing along a pet, if, you know, I'm bringing a a special occasion, I'm going to call. Yeah, it's situational more than um, generational when it comes to when you need a person. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, we talked a little bit already about professionalism and, you know, reputation of the industry. Um, But I guess how do you think that property managers specifically, how can they help increase the professionalism of the industry? Like what are some actual steps they can take to i know we've talked a little bit about it but I, i'm just wanted to yeah ask again. i love to i love to jump right back into that you know i think this industry is very professional I, i've been training all sectors of lodging since 1989 i started my company in my late 20s um and i train hotels i train corporate managed hotels i train every sector of lodging and I train vacation rental. I think vacation rental, I may be biased, but my vacation rental companies are some of the most professional. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that's probably because the company's doing the best job or the most interested in getting better. Sure. That being said, um, what we need to do is the company's listening to this podcast. It's like I'm 
the old saying, you know, I'm convert trying to convert the church choir. Yeah, right. Yeah. What we need to do is reach out to that competitor down the road who doesn't go to VRMA, who doesn't mm-hmm. read VRM Intel, who doesn't go to the meetups, who doesn't participate and bring them into the fold. You know you need them. There will be that time when your house, the water heater breaks <laughs> mm-hmm. and you desperately need a house and you have to work with them to fight regulation, um, over-regulation, you know, you advocacy. Bring them, get them encouraged to participate. Share this web podcast. You know, uh, we the rising is another old saying, the rising tide floats all the boats. That's how we improve this professionalism in yeah. this industry. The people listening are already professional. Um, and the more you help your employees see themselves as being part of an industry, you know, I think that's the key to reducing turnover. Mm-hmm. And if you train people, I believe they're going to stick around. Yeah, that's true. I think awareness is such a big part of it because you know, all these new new players coming into the field, they don't know about VRMA and don't realize what they yeah. what they don't know. And that's that's where we can come come in and help. And also, training, training is going to help them keep staff. Do you hear that staff retention is a big issue right now? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Quick story, if I may. Yeah. Um, at Ennismore this week, they have an amazing call center. Let me tell you, I was completely blown away. They had about 12 employees, most of them hired in the last three months. Mm-hmm. And so funny story, I'm sitting there saying, I had the manager there and I'm saying, by the way, managers, how many people did you interview to select these amazing people? They're like, oh my gosh, like 15, 20, right? And then I got the idea, I said to the staff, First time I ever asked this, I said, well, by the way, how many companies did you interview with before you selected this company? Yeah. And they all said it, oh, a lot. And by the way, we've been called since we've been working here. They all started going off and saying, yeah, so-and-so called me and they offered me a dollar more, $2 more. But I turned it down because I like it here. Yeah. Because they care. You know, they they know they they treat them like they want them to treat their guests. Mm. They train them. People look... I've never seen such a turned on group, a more turned on group and sit there, um, you know, to the very last minute of a very long training day, totally engaged. Right. So I think, you know, and again, guess what? They're all either millennials or Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's there with so many options out there. It is, you know, you should be proud when someone chooses to stay with you, but then you obviously, obviously need to keep them as well. And so what how does that happen? Um, so it's important to consider. That's a 2023 thing. And yeah, improve your professionalism of this industry, you know, help your new worker realize like, hey, by the way, this is an industry you can make a career in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess one more question uh, is what what kind of predictions do you have for the future state of the industry? I know this is just a yeah. you can really talk about anything here. Just curious what your thoughts are, where, you know, where this industry is going, whether that's two years from now, five years from now, or even 10, 20 years from now, what does it look like to you? Long-term is great. Um, We, first of all, you know, people more than ever, I think COVID, I hate to say anything good came out of a, what is it, a million people dead, but just in our country, but you have trends now that are going to be good for vacation rental. People are appreciating connection with family 
I know, you know, the first time we were able to hug my in-laws after uh, almost a year, you know, I have a photo of my wife hugging my father-in-law. That is priceless. Um, I spent the year of seeing my sister, who is stage four breast cancer survivor, six going on seven years. Wow, that's amazing. We love to connect with others. Mm -hmm. The whole movement to experiences, not things. Also, baby boomers, I'm the tail end of the baby boom, okay? It goes all the way to 64. We got a lot of work years left. We have even, even, plus, you know, we we got to work later because of the way Social Security is. We're still working, you know, and hopefully, I mean, hey, I work out, I run, I eat well. Hopefully, I'm going to be around. You haven't even seen us enter the market yet to retire. Yeah. Demand is there, okay? Um, So that's the good part. the there's going the short term there's going to be a huge correction a lot of owners are going to be really upset it's going to be a tough couple of years to be an owner services rep or at a smaller company the owner and you know people are going to be wondering what happened dynamic pricing that has taught the industry how to raise prices in high demand will mm-hmm. be teaching us how to lower prices in lower demand right Pay attention to that you know don't look at just the rate you're charging but the overall revenue you're generating uh, there's going to be a shakeout Owners will go back to either selling or uh, homeowners selling or renting long term and the the strong will survive and they will get bigger. That's I a think, that's yeah. a, a nice note to end on, really. Was there anything else you wanted to, to add or get across to the uh, the audience here? I hope they turn out if you're new for our boot camp on the Sunday prior to. I hope you turn out for my session on that. The company buying your, the big brand buying your local competitor is a really good thing. Um, You know, I love writing for BRMA Arrivals. Um, We do a lot of training classes and, you know, that's how I try to stay current with what's going on. Every, Every month we're training six hotels or vacation rental companies. We do the telephone mystery shopping. We hear what's going on on the other side. Um, and that's why I guess I'm still here after 33 years, <laughs> 20, 26 year at BRMA this fall. That's awesome. That's and we we appreciate all your contributions and thanks for the plug for the arrival. We Doug has been published in the magazine and on the content hub for for a long time now. So okay. we, hopefully many more years to come. Well, it's great exposure for me. You know, yeah. it's all about that new member that's hearing about BRMA and KTN for the first time. Thanks yeah. for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed our chat. Of course. Yeah, no, it was really it was really nice talking to you today, Doug. Thanks again. All right. All right. Bye.